chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Now that we've gotten the boring groups out of the way, we turn our Euro focus, our Euro preview focus, to the juicy stuff. We're going to preview Group D, England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Uh, I'm Alex. We're here with Javier, second part of our two-part Euro preview. This group pretty much starts and ends with England. I don't know well, how why, many people are... Well, I was going to say, I feel like, haven't England and Croatia been in a group before in the past? Yes. They've been, I think, in... Uh, They've been in at least one Nations League group. And I know, with each I know other, England I and Czech Republic around. had like didn't weren't they in a World Cup not too long ago in a group together? They were they were in either European Championship qualifiers or uh World Cup qualifiers for the next World Cup uh with, with the Czech Republic. Um I mean they also played uh Croatia in yes, the semifinals they had, they had, of the last World Cup. They had the Czech Republic in um Euro Euro qualifiers, once. yeah, they lost to them once, and then they also beat them five nil. So there's some history between these teams, and, and then and obviously with Scotland, with Scotland, yeah, obviously Scotland as <laughs> Which, well. Like this is kind of a group that has some history together. Uh, yeah, you you could say that. Then there's plenty of players that and like that overlap with each other at club level, especially between the Scottish national team and then the English national team. So. It's a juicy group for sure, but I say everything starts and ends with England because we're pretty much picking up where we left off with the the complaining about teams getting to host so many games like in their home stadium. The Wembley advantage for England, it, it's pretty overpowering, and it's like the number one reason, along with their very talented squad. I'll I'll admit that I think like the people talking about England as like one of the favorites for this tournament is not completely ridiculous. I hate to say it because. I root against them, but I uh, I really I really uh, think they've got a good chance here. They'll have all three of these games in the group stage uh, at Wembley. Uh, Wembley was the reason they won the 1966 World Cup. They had a game with uh, Portugal, I think it was either Portugal or Brazil. They had a game that was scheduled to be at Goodison Park in 1966 at that World Cup, uh, and it was where Portugal were staying. I can't remember if it was Portugal or Brazil, one of those two teams. And they were staying right near Liverpool, and it was going to be an easy trip for them. And then at the last minute, it got rescheduled to be down at Wembley. So they had to go all the way down to London when England had been playing all of their games there. it's, It's a known thing for many years now that Wembley is a huge advantage to them. And uh, like, I think they're probably the third favorites, I think, for this tournament. And they should expect if like anything less than winning the tournament is a disappointment for England. Is that unfair to say? Yeah, I mean, I would say like if they make a, a deep run into the semis or to the finals and then lose heartbreakingly, I don't think they're going to be too disappointed. 
But well, then but, you would be disappointed because you didn't win it. <laughs> well, I was going to say it, it kind of seems like this England team does have a good blend of experience and youth, which we say about every England side. They've always got a bunch of young, exciting players at every I tournament. I was, not, I was not saying that about the last World Cup team. Yeah, I exactly. That this, team. This, team, this team has players that <laughs> weren't in the last World Cup team, um, namely players like Phil Foden, like Mason Mount, like Reese James, you know, players who are coming fresh off of a Champions League final, who just won Jayden the Champions Sancho. League. Yeah, Jaden Sancho, those are some players. But there are there are some mainstays who were in that last World Cup, like your Pickfords, your Rashfords, your Hendersons. Um, well, I mean, Pickford was like, that That was his breakout, like, World Cup, the 2018 one. Yeah. That was, like, his first one I just started. Mean, there's, there's some players who have been and there for... He did well in those seven games or whatever. For, for England in the past, and... They've got some new players, some new blood as well, and and I think the new blood's what really makes this team exciting and pushes it into the the category, one of the category of favorites, right? I think if you still had the old team of you know Kane, Sterling, Maguire, Walker, Henderson, Rashford, you know uh, some of the older players that are in like their mid to late twenties who've been in the team a while, I don't think you'd be that excited about this single team. You'd still be saying they could win, but you wouldn't say yeah, but those are like the leaders on the team now. They are. You say? Like, but I would say, Kane's but I would captain, say that Maguire's. The, the reason why you're excited for this England side is because now you have Declan Rice in the team, you have Phil Foden, you have Mason Mount, you have Reese James, and these are all the players that you're like, if these players go off, if they all click suddenly into this team and they find the right combination, you could see this team beating anybody on their day. I never would think that of like an England team in the past, like since basically they had, you know, the whole Rooney, Lampard, Gerrard. No, the, here's the thing though, the golden generation the quote golden generation of like those teams from 2004 to 2010 ish looked amazing on paper. Right. Had they, every they never had the chemistry that that 2018 world cup team had that had far worse players. So it, it shows that it's not about one thing or the other, but I, I can see why you think it's like a nice blend of the two, like the, the, the experienced and like borderline world-class players from that 2018 semifinal team in Kane and Maguire and Sterling, even though he's not had a great year. Uh, and then with a lot of the new blood. Yeah, it's it, it's a, a nice mix. One of the, the new players that has started to get a lot more uh, hype when this uh, Jordan Henderson injury basically became a, a big factor. He's back uh, fit now, uh, but he just played his first England game in a friendly against, I can't remember who it was, someone bad over the weekend, and he missed a penalty, and you know he's trying to get back into fitness. But Jude Bellingham has been getting like a lot of talk in the meantime, since Jordan Henderson, oh, that's the other, that's the other one that I forgot to mention. Jude Bellingham. It, it's been a huge question. Who's gonna, like Declan Rice is pretty much slotted in as one of this, the defensive like midfielder uh, in, in that team. We still don't know like exactly whether they're going to play three at the back or uh, a four at the back, or whether so, McGuire is going to so be let, ready to help with that. Let, let me but, like, let who's me tell play you next to Rice. Let me tell you right now what the England team looked like in the last World Cup. So you had Raheem Sterling kind of playing as like Boy, a 10 bad. with Harry Kane up top. Then you had Deli Ali at left wing, at left wing back with Jesse Lingard, Ashley Young and Jordan Henderson in midfield. Kieran Trippier as the right wing back. So Ashley Ashley Young was playing left wing back and Deli Ali was okay. part of the So the it was yeah, so it was Ali Lingard Henderson in midfield, which is still awful. Right. That's 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 awful. This is like also but, a, this isn't the Lingard team, that like, you're kind like of ign- yeah, this isn't the Lingard that you're like thinking of in these last like six months. This is like trash Lingard. Yeah, he was and... actually he was he was decent in that World Cup too. Do you remember the Panama goal? 
He scored yeah, like a all right. crazy it was against curler against Panama. Panama. I don't give a I, shit, dude. Like, but yeah, I know. I'm just, like, I just remembered it. And then up. you look at their bench, and they still had like Jack Butland, like Phil Jones, Gary Neville, Fabian Delph, like Eric I'm Dyer, Danny Rose, Gary Neville, Gary Neville, uh, Gary Cahill, Gary Cahill, Gary Cahill, <laughs> Gary Neville. <laughs> they had they had Delph, Jones, wasn't Cahill, Welbeck, Butland. Vardy, Dyer, Rose. Yeah. I mean, the team was just awful. There was no it's, young it's talent. A very, it's a very different there team. There was no young talent on it at all. There was no, like, the only players that were, like, young up and coming was, like, Trent, who barely got any game time during that World Cup. And then Raheem Sterling was, like, still kind of a young player then. But, like, this is a completely different side now. The players that we're talking about that, you know, we're excited about watching are none of the players I just talked about. You know, of course, Harry Kane could still be good. Raheem could still be good. You know, Maguire's right. probably still going to be, and Walker are still going to be like the primary experienced defenders in this. But I, I, like Jude Bellingham, this kid, this could be, you know, people already know about him from, from like this last season on Dortmund, but this could be where he announces himself, like to people like you're, like you're, like our parents who don't follow like, closely German Bundesliga. yeah Bundesliga yeah. and know like this like Jude Bellingham kid is amazing like people are gonna know after this tournament I think who Jude Bellingham is and they're gonna be like that kid's gonna be like something for England you know to, to be fair we got a nice or those people the ones who don't necessarily watch uh, the the less meaningful games they got a good taste of Jude Bellingham with that goal he scored against Manchester City in the Champions League quarterfinal like, they did they was did. a pretty big stage that was a pretty big stage to, to announce himself on. and he'd already got he and also he, had he a goal that he Dortmund ahead with that I was gonna say he, he also got, had the he, like, goal that got um, disallowed which shouldn't have been disallowed so he really scored twice right, against yeah, Manchester City yeah I forgot City. about that one but he he's like part of the reason I I, I bring up like these young players, something that England were missing in that last World Cup in the semifinal against Croatia, the team that they're going to kick off this tournament against, was a real like midfield presence. As a team, they weren't really able to control the midfield as well as Croatia because Croatia had a bunch of world-class players in the prime of their careers in Modric and Rakitic and, and others that could control the game as it went on and the legs started to get more tired going into extra time. So uh, I, I think they've kind of fixed that with the players you mentioned. And Bellingham, I think, as one of like the deeper box-to-box kind of midfielders next to someone like Rice or Calvin Phillips or Jordan Henderson, if he's playing, I, I think Jude Bellingham has to be included somewhat. Maybe, maybe don't start him the first game, but at some point in this tournament, you've got to let him loose because he's he could end up being like just as good, if not better, than all these other great world-class talents we're talking about in Foden and Mount. Uh, yeah, I, I think he can be better than Mason Mount. That's that's big for me to say that. <laughs> um, so I, I think they can they can do it. This first game against Croatia is going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, we can probably use this as a bit of a segue to Croatia themselves. They're uh, obviously coming off a World Cup final. Uh, they, they've not been the same red hot team that they were in that tournament. It's obviously kind of hard to replicate that it, over it's, it's, a long it's period of time. Pretty much still the a very same. Good team. It's pretty much the same team with. Minus Rakitic and Subasic, and, and a, which and a I couple, think is probably the big a couple of years older. Points. Yeah, and everyone's just a couple of years older. Modric is thirty five. Like, people forget how good Daniel Subasic was, their goalkeeper, the one who played for Monaco. He's he's retired now, and they've got uh, Dominic Livakovic from Dynamo Zagreb, who I think is in his like mid twenties. Uh, from what I've seen of him, he doesn't look like amazing. He just looks like the the best player at the best club that Croatia can find in that position. So it's going to be a question mark for them. But yeah, the midfield is still great. They lost Rakitic, but they bring in a Champions League winner in Mateo Kovacic or 
Uh, Marcelo Brozovic been playing well, for a big part. Well, why are you saying season. Champions League as if he hadn't won the Champions League a bunch of times already before? Because he had never played in the final before, Javier. Oh, yeah, he okay. finally got to come yeah, in and play in the I final. See. Did you not hear about this stat? How he's won four World Cup or four, four Champions Leagues for every forty minutes he's played in a Champions League final because he played forty minutes in this Champions League final. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. It's a great rate for uh, for uh, Mateo Kovacic. Uh, but I think people would naturally settle on them as the, the second place team that's like, I mean, obviously a lot depends on that first game with England. They could put themselves in pole position for first, but I feel like there's kind of a threat that they, you know, maybe get overtaken by one of Scotland or the Czech Republic and they end up being the third place team. Do you think that that's a legitimate threat or do you think they're just going to keep on keeping on like they did in 2018? No, I, I was about to mention to you, like, I kind of think that this Croatia side, I think they peaked making it to that World Cup final. That was, you know, their like golden generation or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know how much youth they really have coming up. Um, I know they have that Nikola Vlasic. He's not really. He's pretty young. He's like twenty three year old. He plays for CSKA in Moscow. He's 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 pretty the good off the young bench. Star is, the real young star is uh, Domagoj Bradaric from uh, Lille. Their left back. I think he's nineteen years old. He's he's excellent. Okay. Um, they have other players that I think can play left back. But I mean, he just won the league title with Lille. He was playing in Champions League the season before. Like he's a good player. It doesn't matter how how old he is. And then they still have Versalico, the right back from Atletico Madrid. Um, and, you know, Dan Lovren and uh, uh, Vida, I think, was the other center back. They're still going strong. Maybe they'll go with. Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, looking at the team and like but, everyone's everyone's kind of, you know, 28 to like 27, 28 or in their 30s. And there's just not a lot of like youth or like talent that's coming up that you would think. Like could like has refreshed this side. So yeah, this team's still very experienced, still a very good side. Um, you know, still has seasoned players like Perisic, like Modric, um, like Ante Rebic, who had a, had a you know a blistering second half of the season for AC Milan after a very lackluster first half. So you know they've got a couple players that are on form who 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 are playing well who um, who could come out. Um, yeah, I guess this. Is is it this kid uh, Joseph Joseph Bracalo that you're? Is that? Yeah, dude. Have you seen him? He plays for uh, he plays, plays for Wolfsburg. Plays for Wolfsburg. Yeah, okay. He's, he's filthy. No, yeah, I haven't I, I haven't seen him before, but he looks um, he looks really good. Apparently, Liverpool. I'm were sure you at him. have. I'm sure you've watched him play for Croatia before. I, I I don't know whether he played. I don't think he played in the last World Cup, but like he since then, he's played for them like pretty pretty consistently he's like one of the along with Perisic I guess he's like the heir to Perisic just like their best like wing player they're plenty stacked at midfield oh also oh, that also, they don't have Menzukic. Um, Menzukic retired as uh, well Orsic. that's another big one Orsic do you remember that guy from uh, Dinamo Zagreb he played really well in the Europa League he's another one to watch yeah um one who's uh, what, what position is he? He's like a is ten slash left winger. He scored all. He, sco- then how, then how, he scored that he hat trick. He scored that hat trick on uh, Tottenham in the Europa League with yes, like three beat, okay. three amazing goals. Yeah, okay. He, he's, yeah, no, he's a pretty I, good player. Yeah, he's about. a pretty good player. I think he's like just come into his own, um, like on that team, and people were like looking at him as. You know, uh, maybe a player to sign for the future. I mean, he's 28 years Arsenal. old. Arsenal should get in there. He scores hat tricks against Tottenham. Right. That's. I mean, he's right. built for you guys. But he's one to watch. But, um, 
the the one we both like that we've texted each other about before because of Mandzukic uh, retiring and like who's going to be the next center forward for Croatia is Bruno Petkovic from Dinamo Zagreb. It's like a big, burly, like proper number nine. English fans would love him if he wasn't playing against England. He's probably going to be starting up top for them. I think he's had some uh, injury concerns, but he's should be uh, fit for this tournament. He could be uh, one of those breakout players that you know gets himself a big move, not just for. Yeah, his he's form. a big six um, foot four hold up play. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I um, again. You'll, you'll you'll know him when you see him. Yeah, him <laughs> he, and uh, him, him, him and Orsic, they they've 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 got good link up play, and um, I, I still think that they they have enough quality to get out of this group, but I I don't take it granted for any for at all, and I don't think Croatia are gonna be like I don't think it like in other tournaments where they've been you know, able to win the tournament. I don't see them as one of the teams that can win the tournament. Yeah, I, I would agree that. Well, I mean, I started I just this don't conversation know. I just off don't by know. saying, do you think they're going to be disappointing? That That's how I'm like framed coming into I this. I just don't see like who you're... in that team, number one, can push them to like well, the later stages of the tournament. I'll, I'll, like, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the only answer is Luka Modric. But, but he's 35 years old and he just came, like he just had to play a lot of games for Real Madrid in a season where they were... He, he was good though. He was good. He was good. But you could tell he, that he, he was... He had a bad season. There's no, no reason to think he's, like we're just kind of like projecting his age onto like what we think is going to happen. But I think we, we should probably with him, he's earned the right for us to just assume until we see an actual drop in form for like a full season or two. He's just going to keep going. He's got plenty of support in that midfield. He doesn't have to do all the work himself. Stick Kovacic next to him. That'd be a great partnership. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like talking myself like into Croatia to go deeper and deeper in this. I, again, I still don't think they can they can win it like you, but I think their ceiling is probably like a maybe a semifinal run, quarterfinal. I'll go quarterfinal yeah, is probably I, the cap I, for that. I'll agree with that. I agree with this, that. This group has some sharks in the water. Uh, that I don't know which one you're willing to get behind, but Scotland and Czech Republic both have some tasty players in certain positions. Yeah, and Scotland. You can find yourself Scotland's talking yourself fun. into either of them. Scotland's a fun team. They've got a bunch of young talent that has recently come into the team. This is a team that's struggled on the international stage for the, the better part of three decades now, almost. I mean, since really like. The 80s, when they had a really good team, like Scotland hasn't been, you know, breaking into the the, the Euro the Euro scene or the World Cup scene, and I kind of feel like this team that they have could bring them back into international relevance. Like I think yeah, I think players like it's... Andrew Robertson, Scott McTominay, Kieran Tierney, Che Adams, Stuart Armstrong, Billy Gilmore. I would love it if Billy Gilmore got an actual shot. But they're so like that midfield is one of the positions that Scotland they're, they're fine at. Yeah. They've got they've got plenty of like good Premier League quality midfielders like John McGinn and John Fleck and McTominay, like you said. That like I understand if Billy Gilmore isn't like the first name on the team sheet, but I, I feel like he's like a really useful weapon they could use if they do get a lead against uh, one of these teams. You could even bring Billy Gilmore on against England if Scotland like nick a one nil lead. And it's late in the game and England are pushing for an equalizer and you need that player in midfield that's going to help give you at least a little bit of control back and can get you on the ball and get things moving. You can use Billy Gilmore as a specialist like uh, like that. But the way more interesting development that they had recently was Che Adams from Southampton committing to them because I think uh, center forward was one of the positions 
that you kind of doubted like they could come up with someone. They have Lyndon Dykes from uh, QPR, who's like a big target man center forward, but he plays in the championship. It, it's good that they went out and got a hardworking, flexible center forwarding Shea Adams that, you know, he may, he's not going to like win the golden boot at this tournament, but he'll work hard for you and he'll, you know, lurk in the box and get on the end of balls that pop up. Surely Billy Gilmore is better than uh, Callum McGregor. I mean, no, Callum McGregor's been playing at Celtic for a long time. He's got plenty of Scotland caps. He's yeah, but fully fledged in his career. He's not your but Billy, right. Billy Gilgod? Uh, there's, only, there's only two Champions League winners on that uh, Tottenham team, or that, Jesus, on that Scotland team. <laughs> and it's Andrew Robertson and Billy Gilmore. You should start them both. Don't overthink it. Just start Billy Gilmore. How much like credit are you actually going to give them to get out of this group? Third place, I think they could do. I think they could do, do third place, could, too. And I think that... Do you think they could get second? They could overtake I don't. Croatia? I don't think that their team's good enough. I've just, I'm just seeing the quality of the of like the players that they've played in their last few games. And like they just beat Luxembourg 1-0. Um, they drew with Holland? They drew with Holland, which was a good they result. They a great game I was with looking, Holland. Really entertaining. Yeah, I was looking at, at, at that lineup. It looks like they almost won it. But that wasn't Holland's full lineup. They had, you know a lot of their sub bench out there. Then again, nor did, nor did, um, I mean, Scotland I, didn't I have their wanna, full team out there either, but I have to lay out a scenario for you. England are playing Croatia in that first game. Those are the two quote favorites. If Scotland beat the Czech Republic in their first game, they get England second, Scotland, England, like obviously England are favorites, but that's such like a rivalry game that like, you can't even say like that, Scotland have no chance because, you know, the Scottish players will be fully up for that one and all of the pressure will be on England. If England lose it, no, home I don't to I don't think that that's draw Scotland. Yeah, I don't think that that's, that's catastrophic like, for England. I don't think that that's unreasonable. England, or Scotland could have four points going into that last game with Croatia and Croatia could have just beaten the Czech Republic in their second game and need to beat Scotland to go through. Like, I, I think that's a pretty realistic scenario. It's like probably the most optimistic you could be as a Scottish fan, but I think they can pull it off. I think I I, no, I can't do I, it. Yeah, I was gonna I'm going to say third. I was going to say third. I was going to say, I think you're also <laughs> underestimating this Czech Republic side who... I, well, okay, that's the other one I want to get to. I'm I know they had, I know, of, I know, they, I know, they, I know they had I like think... a rough result um, where they lost 4-0 to Italy recently and that made them, you know, look bad in your eyes. Yeah, but, but I just looked at the lineups. No, no, they no, they I, played I, okay, pretty much their just entire Just because I'm talking team. about Scotland doesn't mean I don't believe in the Czech Republic. I'm trying to like I think I favor Scotland more, but I think Czech Republic have just as much talent and have right, as, I was gonna just say, as much potential. The Czech potential Republic to do I feel like have thing. just as much on paper. They have players like um, Patrick Schick, like Vladimir Kufal, who this was really his breakout season for West Ham. He was probably Thomas Suchek. in the top five. Yeah, Thomas Suchek. He's probably they were probably both, you know, in the top five in their positions um, this year in the Schick? Premier League. Yeah, Patrick Schick scored a great goal against uh, Albania in a friendly the other day that I just like had on just to see the Czech Republic play. I know Albania aren't great, but he scored like a great first time volley that came in from across. And like just took it first time in his left foot and they put, have, put it bottom uh, left they corner. They have ex-Chelsea legend, Chelsea monstrous ex-legend, Thomas Kalash. Thomas Kalash, for nine years, and Sean Connery played for that Chelsea, name. never got Hello, a game I'd in. I'd like to introduce you to my friend, I think he made Thomas zero Kalash. appearances in nine years. Yep. Made no appearances for Chelsea in his nine years at the Who? club. Thomas Kalash. Who, Kalash? No, dude, Callis played. Uh, he started the uh, the game at Liverpool when Steven Gerrard slipped. 
that was like one of the shock factors. Oh, we had shit. He had two appearances for Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> he started the famous win. The, the only win season that he stayed at Chelsea was the 2011-2012 season. Okay. He's a decent player. I stand by him. He's not like a Chelsea-level player, but he's like a, he's a good player. Patrick, uh, or sorry, Thomas Vaslick from uh, Sevilla. He was their starter for a long time before that uh, Bono guy took over. Oh yeah, he, they have uh, they have that player. striker Vidra from from Burnley as well. He's not not terrible player. Yeah. So yeah, they've got yeah, they've I mean, got some people, they've got some decent players. Say they're like people will probably pick them as like the fourth place group a lot. You'll see that prediction a lot. But I mean, they could do anything in this. They've got plenty of talent. They've gone through a, a bad probably decade or two, but. It was only in 2006 when they had uh, like a pretty good World Cup. They were, they, remember they smashed the USA in that first game. I think it was like three nil. Rosicky and Jan Kohler and all those guys. Yeah, that was that was actually a really good team. Um, I think that this this Czech Republic team are going to be underestimated by people. I think most people are going to write them off and kind of think of them as the pushovers in this group. But I honestly think I could see them getting results from any of the teams in this group. Um, same with Scotland. This is this is actually a much tougher group than it maybe initially looks like. It kind of it kind of reminds me of the uh, Italy. I can't do it. Switzerland. I can't, I can't do it. But <laughs> Turkey, but group. I do think that one of Scotland or Czech Republic finishing second wouldn't be like out of the realm of possibility in this group. And ooh, is he gonna pick it? I <clears throat> I, I pussied out. I'm not gonna pick it. I'm I'm gonna say. England one, Croatia two, and Scotland three. I think I'm going to do the same, even though that's lame. This is the lamest. It's like just the just lamest. Yeah, we just talked up, and then we just both all of these, out right. from making like a. <laughs> like, I, like a I want to predict. I want to predict the Czech Republic to finish third, um, but that would really mean that players like my Kieran Tierney have a horrible Euros. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind if Scotland just flame out of the Euros and just go out early, and, and Tierney gets to go back and rest for the summer. I mean, it's their first tournament since like 1996. Yeah, I think they got they, the they need in to England. put in a good showing. They've been they've just Scotland's traditionally was a has been a pretty good side footballing yeah, side a huge and team. yeah they're a huge team like like you just Ken, you just Kenny Dalglish yeah and I was to say you just need to look at like still how passionate you know some of their fans in, in their own local league are and some of the some of the players that are on I mean the, most of the players that uh, that are on this team are Premier League talent but that should tell you enough like the fact that Scotland. You know, a tiny country has, you know, uh, 30, 40 players playing in the Premier League. It's, it's impressive. Or not, maybe not that many, but 20, 30. Um, well, I mean, they, they, yeah. they've, they've always, they probably usually had more than that back when the Premier, the Premier League and what do you call it? The old first division were just yeah, I'm made saying up nowadays, of English, nowadays, Scottish, but there's still some of their players, Irish players. Some of their players are still playing in their local league and, and still make the team. So, oh, man. I'm I'm just I'm also not a huge Steve Clark fan. How dare you? Uh, Ex Chelsea assistant coach. That, that, that is a Chelsea legend right there, and he's doing a great job with Scotland. He got them to their first tournament in, since 1996. All right, Many you know what, Alex? I'll, I'll go with your Steve Clark. I'll go with your Steve Clark. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they finished third. But I mean, I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be a Scotland fan for this tournament because I mean Ireland didn't make it. The closest thing I can get to Ireland and. Scotland are going to be playing against England. I'll be behind them all the way for that one. So hopefully they uh, they have a good tournament and can at least qualify out um, in third place and be one of those those third place groups. <laughs> well, we probably went a little bit long on that group. Uh, so let's wrap things up there. 
Uh, Javier, thank you for being on the pod with me. We're going to cut things here. We'll do uh, one pod for the England group. It's a Premier League podcast. It kind of makes sense. Make sure to follow us on social media at ASMoss92 for my Twitter and Instagram, at JavierF9 for Javier's Twitter, and at Pod for the podcast socials. Enjoy the podcast. Keep an eye out for part three. Yes, we're going to part three of our uh, Euros previews coming tomorrow, Friday, the start of the tournament. And until next time, see you.